He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL team and U.S. Special Operations. He's served around the globe and now at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol. Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Tuesday, November 23rd, uh, otherwise known as Thanksgiving week, the lead-up. Again, you, uh, even in my own family, I'm just, uh, we've already had the crazy uncle, Eddie, sagas. Uh, I suspect most of you are going to have those as well. People coming and going, uh, family members you haven't seen, add on top of that opinions through the roof on all sides of all issues. Um, and so, you know, it's either going to be a hell of a Thanksgiving for you all later this week, or it's going to be like my Thanksgiving, kind of like poo poo poo, just kind of, it's kind of like flamed out. Whatever, let's enjoy it. It's America. I'm actually really excited today, uh, and I'm going to get to it after kind of a little opening monologue. But I've got what essentially is a young naval officer on his way in the studio with me, uh, Lincolnite Jacob Meyer. Lincolnite, is that correct? Uh, Eagle, but yeah, close enough. Eagle, good enough. When you get to the United States Navy, it's just Nebraska. Right. You know what I mean? So um, he's back on leave, which is vacation, uh, from the United States Naval Academy. And so we're going to talk about his life and achieving to get there and aspiring to get there, uh, how it's going at the United States Naval Academy, um, and also um, the goodness of not just the service academies, but uh, the United States Naval Academy. Obviously, as a former naval officer, not an academy guy, or as a ring knocker, as we'd like to say. All you officers out there, retired and enlisted folks, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I come from the dirty band of ROTC guys, uh, but I did okay in my career. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got a young man, Jacob Meyer from Eagle, I'm going to call it Nebraska, who's uh, representing the United States Naval Academy. Uh, before I get to that, I'd be remiss... To not say that it is uh, day 91 of the mask siege here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Lancaster County. Remember, the only county city within 500 miles that has a mask mandate. And we've just extended it to December 23rd. Yee-hoo! So that means I'm still detainee 3101, otherwise known as Commander Jack Riggins, and detainee 722 is on the board. Ah, whew, good times. So... 722 kind of asked me, uh, you know, what the heck are we going to say about this now? Well, I don't know what more we can say about it. Uh, I guess we'll keep showing the facts as they come out when they publish their numbers and my intelligence professionals run normal charting and risk analysis on it. And then I tell you, uh, but frankly, it clearly says uh, that there's no reason for Lincoln, Nebraska, and Lancaster County to have a mask mandate. So I'm not going to change that opinion. So let's just take my word. I'll get you the numbers next week. Here's, though, how I feel about it. This came from a friend of mine in Australia. One of the great things of service, young Jacob, is that you get to see the world. and make a lot of friends in places. Australia's having a hell of a go at it between politics and COVID and I don't know. You know, I hope it's not the future of America. But anyway, here's here's what came out today. Imagine if there was a 99.97% chance that you won't crap your pants. But you were forced to wear diapers just in case. Now imagine you're to wear those diapers to protect your neighbor from crapping their pants. That is about what sums up when somebody puts a mandate uh, 
on a city or a county like Lincoln, Nebraska, I think not only how I feel about it, but what the data says about it and what the vast majority of Lincolnites feel about it. So as we move forward, knowing we're not going to change it, one, I will encourage everybody to pay attention because this is why voting matters. And when voting time comes around, to remember these things. On another Patriot American Defender of Freedom note, and this being the people's platform, I don't appreciate politics being played with me, my family, the schools, at all. Do I accept that when I raise my hand and I'm in the service? I do. And I did it for 20 years, as Jacob is doing as well. You accept the sacrifice of some of your freedoms to defend the rest of your countrymen and your way of life. In our case, the Constitution of the United States. So I don't appreciate the Constitution, individual liberties and rights being played politics with. I don't appreciate it all. I don't appreciate the national level, and I certainly don't appreciate it here. What can you do about it? You can vote. You can peacefully protest. Enough on that. Ugh. Yesterday, Ron asked me, why do I always call when Johnny calls, uh, I say, good call. Well, actually, I think every time all of you call in or text in, it's good information. It's the transmission of information and opinions of which I'm trying to facilitate here on this show. I say that probably habitually to Johnny because I know from the get-go we're 180 out on opinions. Yet if he's fair in him articulating his side, which I think he is, even though it's bizarre to me, I appreciate him bringing that to the show and the audience. I also appreciate that Johnny oftentimes is willing to stay on the air while I question what he's trying to say and then give me his answer and vice versa. So we are conversing as I think Americans are forgetting how to do. And so that's why I say good call, Johnny. I I respect that Johnny will do that. Listen, we'd be a lot better off if everybody would get on a public platform in front of their peers and their neighbors and be able to articulate their thoughts, feelings, and actions in a peaceful way. It's probably the thing we're missing the most in America right now is a lot of us will just be keyboard warriors. A lot of us will just say nasty things and think nasty things. Uh, We'll jump on the Rittenhouse bandwagon that this kid is a racist and a this, and we won't trust the system of law that has been great to our country, even though it has mistakes. So, anyway, that's what I define as a good call. All right, Jacob, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you. Good uh, to be here. Jacob's a good-looking lad. You, of course, would expect that from somebody that's uh, somewhat of a sailor, somewhat soon to be a leader of sailors, an officer and a gentleman, as we would like to say, and he has his what I call vacation mustache being grown or did you bring that with you from the naval academy it's no shave november right now okay the one month a year we can grow one so okay i like it all right let's talk about real quick you grew up in eagle um i've always known that uh, people that want to attend the service academies have to be pretty squared away more than say young jack riggins at an early age and uh and you set some goals and dreams what got you interested in the service academies or specifically the navy academy Right, so my dad was enlisted Air Force, uh, and so for vacations we would go to the Air Force Academy uh, and stay there. Uh, so that's what first got me interested. And then we actually both uh, have a mutual friend, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Birchie, who 
the I, commander, the, the, commander. <laughs> the original commander. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so talking to him, I uh, did a lot of work for him. Uh, he's a great guy, and he uh, convinced me to go Navy. So uh, that's that way, yeah. So Mark Birchie was a former naval officer, retired just like myself. He actually was the deputy at Lincoln on his way to retirement, and he was one of my mentors growing up way back in the day. If we can say that, that the '90s were the way back in the day. But it's Mark has uh, gone on to live in the Lincoln community, to do a lot of great things for businesses and people, and uh, it's neat to know that we have that connection and that he still is always. Uh, Encouraging people to join the United States Navy. Yeah, because no, let's be honest, great. folks. Everybody else, we need you too, but everybody knows the Navy's the cream of the crop. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I, I'm trying to go Marines, so I'd say the Marines are maybe. Well, okay, Marines <laughs> being a part of the Navy, uh, the combined arms team of the Marine right. Corps and the United States Navy, and where we produce a vast majority of our officers, the United States Naval Academy and ROTC units follow the same dynamic, mm-hmm. right? Well, we become midshipmen. Your official rank is midshipman second class. That's right. I actually, folks, had to ask that because I had forgotten uh, which way our ranks go. The Navy tends to do things backwards. Sometimes. It, it appears. like that. <laughs> we like to say every other service's stripes and everything are backwards. But in fact, uh, do you know the historical significance of why? No. 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 So we lost the battle way back in the day against, I believe, the British at sea. Early American history. And part of the seagoing tradition back then, and some really old bird historian is going to call and correct us, (laughs) but uh, we had to turn our chevrons upside down. Oh, okay. So isn't that funny that we, out of basically honor in battle and tradition, right, of the time, we turned them upside down and they just stayed that way. And so then, being sailors at sea, you're like, hey, this is kind of cool. We're going to take something that was a defeat, and we're going to make it our brand. And, of course, it's lasted uh, the entire history of the United States Navy. Interesting. And and now, as you know, you and I have to always learn other ranks. Of course, it's easy because the other three services follow the same, Mm -hmm. but they have a really time hard time understanding our rank structure yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's nice being on the the harder side of things okay so your dad's a you know i think a lot of people who decide to serve early my son's joining the air force uh or going in two weeks they have a little bit of family affiliation or whatever mark birchie gives you some props when do you start looking at annapolis and the naval academy and talk us through that process. Right. So starting from early high school, there's a lot of programs to get yourself to the Naval Academy. Uh, we have a summer STEM program. And then from your junior year to your senior year, there's a summer seminar program. And uh, I did the summer seminar program. And that's uh, when I really finally decided that I wanted to go to the Naval Academy. So are you telling me, because I wasn't aware of this, so kind of like... I don't want to call it summer camp, but like a lot, like a lot, of, a lot of people, though, would go to sports camps mm-hmm. and go to places or go to... Uh, uh, oh, geez, I'm, I'm forgetting the political one that we do every year. Boy State, oh, yep. Girl State. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know the academies or the Naval Academy offers folks to come in for the summer and kind of experience a little bit of it. Yep, right. And you kind of said it, but uh, while this is all like Naval Academy specific, all the service academies uh, have these same uh, same programs. Well, listen, folks, we're not talking about the other service academies. <laughs> Only the best one. Only the best one. That's right. Um Okay, so hey, first impressions when you finally went out there, mm-hmm. besides visiting the Air Force Academy, beautiful campus out there mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs, but you finally get to Annapolis and see the Navy Academy and kind of start to understand or feel the culture and, and think, hey, maybe I want to try to aspire to do this, because it is tough to get into service academies. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So what were your first impressions when you went out there? 
I, I was blown away. Uh, first off, the academy, it's beautiful out there. It sits around the water of Annapolis. It sits right next to the town. Uh, and then you meet a lot of the midshipmen there, uh, and uh, they just all blew me away. The professionalism, the, just like how close they all were. Uh, and like that's the thing I felt the most there is like you really get it, and I'm sure you felt the same way with yeah. who you worked with. I mean, uh, I still feel the same way. And and my, the nice thing about service, I think, the longer you do it, is it expands to all the services. And I, you know, I would get uh, run out of here by my fellow uh, Air Force, uh, Marine Corps, Army. I guess I can say Space Force now and Coast Guardmen. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, if I didn't give them crap, but in the end, uh, yeah, you get a brotherhood feel, mm. and uh, within your own service, it's it's even closer and tighter, and and it's a very unique thing. Oh yeah, no, without a doubt. Right, nothing like it. All right, so you move on. You you of course are going to probably graduate uh, from school. You've done well. You've probably had a lot of activities, and then you've got to go to what I think is always a big step. Whether um, it, you know, literally, it's like ROTC's not really as hard, and and you don't really get the full thing until it's like you start to go to summer cruises and stuff. And obviously, for our enlisted sailors, you know, it's boot camp. But at the service academies, you show up right away. And it's on. Yeah. You, you know, sh- what is first summer like for you coming from Nebraska? And let's be honest, Nebraska is very, I always say, homogeneous. Like, things are really good here. It's a, it's a great community. But, you know, stepping into the United States Naval Academy first summer is a wake-up call. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, definitely. But what was that like? It was crazy. So, I, the Naval Academy, when I went there, that was the farthest I'd ever been from home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, I hadn't even seen the ocean when I when I signed up for the the Navy. But uh, hey, that must be a Nebraska thing. <laughs> yeah. I was the same way with SEAL Team. Yeah. So um, you show up, and all of a sudden I'm thrown into a group of 40 other uh, like-minded individuals, and they're from all over the United States, uh, and some from like other countries in the world. Uh, and to see that, it was was really crazy for me because again, like Lincoln Lutheran, or sorry, excuse me, Lincoln is pretty, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, I, well, and again, I mean, uh, I, I try to say this to people all the time: the services, both enlisted and officer, are made up of every demographic of American, every financial background. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the longer you're in, you you're not going to go through. Uh, basically time without meeting these folks and getting to understand their motivations and and how they think and and I think it's what creates such a great combined arms team mm-hmm. or in our case a great ship you know um, now help me out do you guys go by battalion company and that structure yeah a brigade, brigade. Into battalions okay. into uh, into companies now people are probably like how does commander Riggins not know this listen folks I went to the University of Nebraska I went to NROTC great program they're structured different. The, the academies are like full-time. These are full-time midshipmen, officers essentially in training. You know, it's taught by active duty people and some other professors. And while it has a college experience, it is very much military. And I often say at that time in my life, I wouldn't have got to the chow table. Because I would have messed up napkin, I would have messed up knife fork. I, I don't, you know, I don't know what you guys do for quote unquote remediation, but that right. just would have been me the whole time. Now, you know, give it to me. Maybe my third year in college, I probably have been all right. So we all find our path, however we get there. So some of the things when it comes to United States Naval Academy, um, while I've had friends that have taught there, and, and certainly many, many friends that went through there and came to active duty, uh, it is an enigma to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I don't have that experience. You have more experience than I do at the United States Naval Academy. Sure. So tell me, um, as you go up through your junior now, mm-hmm. for most right. people that won't understand midshipman second class, um, and you're back on leave, I know that, one, you wouldn't have lasted this long. 
Because it is a program that you can say, I'm done. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? What is your attraction besides, obviously, we'll get into what you want to do for a career in the United States Navy, and, and your passion to bring it back to Nebraskans to talk about it? Mm-hmm. You know, and essentially to say, hey, everybody, like, this is a great place, great program. You know, tell tell me about that, the attraction that you have and and really the goodness in the United States Naval Academy. Yeah, so I kind of touched on it before. Uh, the biggest thing for me has been the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, uh, again, I'm going to use that word, the family atmosphere I have there. Uh, and on top of it, it's a great education. Uh, I love all my classes. Um, but, yeah, just going back, like, I feel like I can go to, like, anyone in my company, uh, go talk to them uh, if I have any problems. And it's really just, uh, like you said, like, it's such a unique experience. Yeah. I wouldn't want to give that up. Well, and real quick, what I, what I like, I appreciate hearing you say, because I've come back and do a lot of speaking and consulting, and it's all about the people. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest takeaway of service life. And I, it's nice to hear that that is still a core function and that somebody like you is living it and feeling it. Um, because in the end, that's what makes the force. And talk to me real quick. Science heavy at the Navy Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of lot of science classes. So we all have to. You go in, and uh, I'm taking Chem one, Chem two, Physics one, and these are. I'm an economics major. This, nice. is, this is not my forte at all. Yeah, th- that's typical Navy. Because I'm gonna tell you what. I was an exercise physiology major, uh-huh. and I had to take Chem one. And I'm like, what am I taking this for? <laughs> well, it all comes down to the Navy wants everybody to be able to run a nuclear reactor right, right. if need be. That's hopefully I don't have to. Right. Hopefully <laughs> you don't have to. I, they didn't want me doing it. Um, so you're an economics major, mm-hmm. but yes, of course, you're taking a very science-heavy, which is part of naval tradition for us to be. I think we don't get enough credit with how uh, technically and front cutting-edge technology the United States Navy is. Mm-hmm. So they want you prepared to understand that language and everything. Yeah, that's you right. Um, I'll tell you what. We got Jacob Meyer on, uh, midshipman second class, otherwise known as a junior at the United States Naval Academy. So we are kind of wrapping uh, sailor to sailor, officer to almost officer uh, deal here on KLAN 1499.3. On with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins, powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we've got uh, midshipman second class Jacob Meyer from the United States Naval Academy. He's from Eagle, Nebraska. That means he's a junior at the United States Naval Academy. Uh, this is really fun for me because uh, most of the time I get to interact with former frogmen or frogmen that are still on active duty that are peers of mine uh, via phone. I rarely get to run into you know a young lad like yourself coming up. So I do appreciate you coming in. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think that um, you know for all of you that are out there, whether your grandparents or parents. And young people, if you're listening to the show, really listen to what Jacob has to say, you know, not just about service, but, you know, the Navy Academy. Because here's the deal. I mean, (laughs) we need people to volunteer repeatedly forever, probably, uh, to defend this great country. And there's a process of which to do it. And he's chosen the United States Naval Academy. And, you know, he will soon join the ranks of of what I did for 20 years. And, uh, you know, I hate to be cheesy, but I, I do go back to JFK when I think about it, another former naval officer, when he said, you know, if somebody ever asks you, you know, what you did for a living or what you did was worthy, all you have to answer is I was in the United States Navy. Um, and let me tell you what, folks, that you can poo-poo all that, think that I'm crazy. I'm telling you, everybody that signs up to serve this country in whatever capacity is doing us all a favor. So it's very inspiring to have someone like Jacob in here. Um, now... 
I know that he's under the thumb of the United States Navy and the Naval Academy. I am not. I'm retired, which means I can be a total free citizen and why I will give you free opinions, uh, whether you like them or not, here on the show. Talked briefly uh, about the mask mandate. Like I said, yeah, whatever. That's what I'm going to say. Whatever. I expect to see Lincolnites' feelings come out uh, in voting days about that. Listen, if it keeps going and it's fired enough of us up, then yeah, let's peacefully protest. Nothing wrong with that in this country. I think it's silly. I think there's a lot of other issues going on that we need to pay attention to as well. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about the Rittenhouse verdict. What should we take away from it? We should take away that our system works and our system innocent until proven guilty, and we all should respect the juries. 1,499.3. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on The Voice of Lincoln. 1,499.3. KLIN. All right. Uh, we've got Jacob Myron, uh, like I said, midshipman, second class, uh, junior at the United States Naval Academy, as I like to say, young whippersnapper, up-and-comer uh, in the United States Office, Navy Officer Corps, but he wants to be a Marine. So I probably should start saying, you know, devil dog wannabe uh, maybe or not. something like that. <laughs> so with that, as you track, so our Marines in the, in the ROTC programs always had kind of their motivators and their little group. So do you guys have some special, as you select for Marine Corps, um, you know, uh, mentors and guides that are are, are kind of training you on the side, some of the uniqueness of the United States Marine Corps, mainly, yeah. mainly probably physical fitness. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they do love that physical fitness. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the great things about the Academy is we just have so many uh, huge resources of mm-hmm. officers of every community, not just to include Marines, but of course that's who I spend the most time with. Uh, yeah, we have talks every every week from uh, Marines on the Yard. I have great uh, relationships with those Marines. Uh, yeah, they, they help a lot. Uh, you just said something the audience wouldn't get. You said the Yard. The Yard. Explain the Yard to the audience. The, y- the Yard is just what we call the campus of uh, the, the, the Academy. Right, but there's a reason. Come uh, on. I don't, I don't... Well, think about it. Come on, man. You were going to be a, a naval officer, a marine officer? The yard. Yeah, what, what, what do we call where the boats are always at and where they're making boats? Oh, the shipyard. The shipyard. Yeah, okay. The I, that, shipyard. that makes sense. I never I mean, thought I of that. I know we're both from Nebraska, but I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, still wearing uh, yellow and red? The Marines like out for PT, or is it standard Naval Academy gear? Probably it's, blue and gold. At the Academy, yeah, it's uh, the standard uh, Navy stuff. Okay. All right, fair enough. So, you know, folks, just so you know, your Marine officers that go to the Academy, or excuse me, the midshipmen that go to the United States Naval Academy can select to become Naval officers or Marine officers. Right. Jacob wants to be a Marine officer. Um, I just said, for all you devil dogs out there uh, now and uh, retired, I don't think there's a better large organization, most professional most what they say they can do, they can do. On time, all the time. SEAL Team's a great organization, but it's it, it's all over the map. And I mean, there's a reason for that. But I'm talking, the United States Marine Corps is such a great organization. I think it's so cool that you're aspiring to do that. And I've, I know that they're going to help you achieve that dream. You know, And you're looking at uh, ground infantry or intelligence or some of the things. What attracts you to those? Uh, I just again those relationships I have. Uh, there's a ground intel marine on the yard. Uh, him and I are pretty close. Uh, he tells insane stories. They do some pretty cool things. Yeah. So hopefully I could uh, get into some of that. In my yeah. Future. And so for the listeners, you remember, uh, you know, my friend uh, Captain Bob Koenig, and we talked about his journey through the Marine Corps, and uh, that is what Jacob's aspiring to do. So we're going to hook him up with uh, Captain Bob. 
And he'll have another resource from which to talk from, another Nebraskan. Yeah, that'd and, be awesome. Yeah, you, you'll, you. you'll enjoy him, uh, without a doubt. He's been on the show a couple of times uh, doing some benevolent stuff, again, for an interpreter he had in Afghanistan. Um, summer cruises. So one of the things that you guys get to do that most folks don't is, yeah, you live and breathe Navy and, and education and all that goodness, kind of indoctrination into the force. Uh, but you get the opportunity to do summer cruises, what we call them, and go go actually see the hardware and the people that are out there working. Yeah. Talk to me about yours. Yeah, so summer is always the most fun times at the Academy, I believe. Uh, for mine, I uh, went down to Norfolk, Virginia for uh, just under three weeks. I was on a destroyer. Uh, it was a great time. I learned a lot. Uh, I got to see like the firsthand what it actually like feels like to be in the Navy, other right. than just the Naval Academy. Uh, and then after that, I uh, went uh, sailing up the the north, uh, the nice. east coast, uh, up to Martha's Vineyard. Nice. Yeah. Oh, all, what, what all kind, the Navy's time. What kind of sailboat? Uh, they're specialized, just Navy forty four sailboats. Okay, so you have what two masts on that? Bigger? Just one. Just one. Yeah. Single. Mm-hmm. Much easier. Right. Much yeah. easier. Pretty basic. Yeah. Well, no, that's all you need to learn. I mean, yep. I learned it in Branch Oak. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. Like on a 12-footer, little no. fiberglass <laughs> thing. Yeah, we have them down at... They probably still have them here at the University of Nebraska. Oh, really? You wheel them down there, and we have to go through all the quals <laughs> to learn. I mean, you got to have your basic seamanship. Yeah. Did not think there was sailing in yeah, Nebraska. There is. That, well, the the NROTC, your peers at NROTC... Oh, they are, make the NROTC guys? Yeah, that's really? where I learned. No way. Yeah? So, hey, are they still teaching Celestial now? Navigation. Yes, I yes. Love it. Uh, my roommates are doing it right now. That's awesome. I just had some folks from Branch Rope Observatory and a, a physics teacher from the university in here, and we were getting all nutty talking celestial navigation. You know, pretty yeah. crazy, right? Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and I, like I've said, I've been on board ship when they'll stop, stop technology mm-hmm. and they'll tell people to get busy and find out where are we in the world and where are we going to go and chart us the course. Oh, jeez. Hey, you got to be prepared, man. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Navy, uh, ship gray. Yep. What kind of, uh, hardware did you see? Platforms. Yep. Uh, what so, did you see? The whole thing? Yeah. Everything that's in Norfolk? Uh, we weren't, we were underway the entire time. Oh, you so were? I didn't even see Well, what'd Norfolk. you go on? A destroyer. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Well, which one? Uh, Gonzalez. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. But I'm prom- I'm predominantly a West Coast sailor. Okay. There's a big divide in the Navy between the <laughs> East and West Coast folks. Uh, and then, of course, I spent a lot of time in the Middle East. But I always enjoy getting on the platforms. Uh, submarines, have you ever... I've not. I think I'm too tall. I don't you want, are. I'm trying to avoid But don't those. they even do a, a FAM, a familiarization at all? Maybe, maybe not, one we day? We missed it because COVID. Hey. Normally you do that that wow. summer, but... Yeah, yeah well, COVID down. even affecting the service academies. That's right. Well, here's a good one for you. Um, I know that the Army-Navy football game is coming up. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, it's and been a like, rough year for Navy. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, you know, I had the greatest deal in SEAL team. We had a lot of former football players, and um, so it was a big deal around the team. And of course, in my time, Navy was just dominating, Yeah. right? And, and you know, I, I had nothing to do with it, but it was a pretty proud day when mm-hmm. Navy would shellac Army. But here's the deal. The cadets of Army snuck in and stole your goat. Yeah. Okay, you know yeah, the story. Yeah, I heard about this. But they stole the wrong goat. So they stole your retired Billy. Billy's the name of the goat, the mascot of the Naval Academy. They stole Billy the 35th, and he's like old and retired and got one horn and like blind. Oh, and actually, Billy the 37th is your goat. <laughs> he was in a secure location. So once again, 
we're trying to prove to you why the Navy yeah. is so much slicker than That's the Army. That's the most Army thing I've heard. Yeah, like bad that. intelligence, <laughs> right? Bad raid, you know. And then the nice thing was the report is they brought him back. He went to the vets. They didn't harm him, good. which is good, good, which is good. But I always enjoy the stories that pop up nationally yeah. every once in a while between the service academies and some of the rah-rah funny stuff yeah. you guys do. Well, wasn't it a couple years ago uh, that we stole the Air Force's Falcon? Mm-hmm. Or that was Army, and they nearly killed it, I think. Yeah, it was, it was pretty he's bad. Abused. Yeah, he's abused. I mean, things happen. It, it was like you know. I hope it's. I hope everybody can understand when I say it was kind of like Abu Ghraib that you're supposed to laugh. That's not an indictment of anybody, but I mean, you know, these things happen. But uh, how seriously? Most people will never get to experience that. I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all, as Americans, always see the pageantry around the big games, like Army, yeah. Navy being the longest one. How fun is that to? participate in that kind of that weekend festivity oh it's so much fun uh and that's most of the fun's behind the scenes so the week leading up to those football games uh we call it army week and pranks are pulled uh the plebes like the freshmen Mm -hmm. are kind of let loose like that pent-up aggression that they've they've gotten throughout the semester being uh the ones at the bottom of the totem pole they're able to kind of like fight back uh it's a lot of fun yeah tell me you know and maybe this is just me being in service as well back in the day but tell me coming from nebraska and again it's not that we're sheltered. We're just in the Midwest, and it's it generally is a simpler life than a mm-hmm. lot of the other places. Tell me about a peer of yours that you've met and has blown you away by their story and willingness to serve just like yourself. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. So there's actually a um, uh, in my company, in my class, uh, he's from Rwanda. And so after he graduates, he'll go back to the Rwandan military. Um, but he's just here to like train, kind of mm-hmm. take what he learns from here, go back to his home country. And it just, obviously, it's so different, especially yeah. from Nebraska. Yeah. And the stories he told, he, he was saying that he, he couldn't tell anyone he was going to the Naval Academy because he was afraid that they were going to kill him, sure. take his identity, and come in his place. Sure. And it's just so foreign to, to yeah. being, like, safe old Nebraska. But. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Because we had a lot of former or, or foreign officers, uh, whether come through training or come to observe, and you get to know them. And some of the things that I think we look on the nightly news and stuff, and we're like, ah, they, yeah, right. Yeah. They live it. Yeah, no, you it's know, real. They live it. Uh, we had a Bangladeshi officer in my bud's class, and, you know, years later we would roll through Bangladesh, and he'd be there, you know. And, and usually these folks do go up and rank quicker. But, you know, I... They sometimes are more thankful about the American process than yeah. everyday Americans, you know. Uh-huh. And and sometimes I think when you're in service, because service life can be hard, uh, looking at their spirit and, and the way they approach it, um, because it's such a golden egg for them to mm-hmm. get that slot, um, makes you go, you know what, like, I can do this. Like, yeah. I can do this for America, you mm-hmm. know, and all of that. What are you most excited about as you move forward? Oh, I, I mean, graduation is probably at the top there. Actually, I like, get out and start, like, feeling like I'm doing something every day rather than just like being a student. There you um, go. Yeah, that'd just probably be... Well, be the funny thing is, is you definitely will not be a student anymore, but you will have lifelong learning. The oh, one thing yeah. about the career that's cool is obviously you get a skill set, but within that skill set, you just keep learning. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're going to get a whole new, you know, wazoo group of Marines that, you know, are yours. You're going to have uh, staff sergeants and master sergeants mentoring you. You're going to have captains and colonels and... uh I I just think it's a hell of a great career. Uh, I'd go back and do it in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it's it's pretty cool that you can come in here and share. One of the things might be, because different generations, you, if I was still in, I'd probably call you the fifth generation of Americans that are kind of in the force that I yeah. mix with. Some are above me. I'm kind of in the middle. But you're, you're, you're young mm-hmm. for at least, you know, 
coming through. Um, what are some of the things that concerns you moving forward with America or international things that motivate you to stand on that line for us all? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is we're moving uh, like militarily out of the Middle East mm-hmm. and preparing more for uh, some conflict in like the Pacific Ocean. Right. Yeah, and, China's kind of become the the big animal yeah, over there, right? Yeah, and I know the Marines are already switching um, mm-hmm. a lot of their their mentalities around. So I think it's an exciting time. There's a lot of yeah. change. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say that. Yeah, I think I think you're very accurate in that assessment. And the nice thing is, is that you do have to focus on something in the the off years to be ready. Mm-hmm. And and it's very wise. I mean, when I first got in, it was kind of each coast kind of took a half of the world, if you will. And you know, we weren't exactly sure who the threats were. I think when it ta- comes to the Navy and Marine Corps team, it's kind of nice because the mission set usually involves in and around the water mm-hmm. and only so far into the coastline, unless there's a bigger conflict like Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, but at the same time, you're going to have a lot of holdover of combat experience folks, which is nice. There's been technological leaps, mm-hmm. uh, things that you know I read about or I can remember somebody whispering about, you know, the rail guns, for instance. Oh, yeah. You know, whispering about it, you know, and it becomes reality. So, you know, the technology continues. Uh, the people come from all walks of life, and they're great. Um, and really the job in the off years is to just to be ready mm-hmm. and, and to do it. And, and, it, and let's be honest, folks, you all know if you served, while we talk about it and there are some hard times, we know how to make it effing fun. <laughs> we know how to make it effing fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, bet- between making it fun and the camaraderie, it's just, it's a great career, man. Yeah. Work hard, play hard. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, well, no doubt about that. Yeah. No doubt about that. So, Okay. You guys start talking about your career fields. You almost start to mirror what you want to become, you know, intel officer, infantry officer. I, I'm pretty sure there's probably, right, at least right now, 100 SEAL wannabes there. They'll neck, oh, yeah. it, they'll yep. neck it down mm-hmm. to 50. Uh, they're really proud of wearing their UDT shorts or yeah. whatever. Uh, and on and on, from the nukes to the pilots. Mm-hmm. That's another demographic, yep. the SWOs. Um, give me some of the internal, um, you know, like, who thinks right now... Like, they're the coolest cats on the block at the Naval Academy. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, I mean, the Marines are just the Marines. So, right. Like, they just have this impenetrable force, and I think it's been there since Tun's Tavern. Yeah. Right? So I guess this question is more geared towards my counterparts in the United States Navy. Yeah. Like, are, do the SEAL kids think they're super cool? Yeah. It's either, it's either they think they're super cool or they're the most humble guys you've ever met. Yeah, the, it, one, it's no in between. It's one or the other. They'll do better yeah. if they are the more humble type as they come through our pipeline. Yeah. Uh, we try to beat that out, like train that out of them, mm-hmm. excuse me. And, and But obviously it, it does seem that as time goes on, then they get they get cocky. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the SWOs, I will say, for me, were always kind of a hardworking backbone of the Navy. Yep. Don't get mm-hmm. a lot of credit. You know, the guys that drive the ships, uh, the professional ship drivers and the capabilities on those ships. And I think, to be honest, the aviators in the Navy are never going to escape Top Gun. No, they're they're always chasing that. Yeah, and with Top Gun, you know, next generation coming out, they're going to have another heyday. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, so, well, that's cool. Um, Can't thank you enough, man. Tell me, just for the audience, young Nebraskans, why the Naval Academy? Uh, It's just an awesome school. There's so many opportunities I would never be able to get if I went to any other uh, school in the, the nation, so... Well, I'll tell you what, folks, it, it's achievable. You got to start early. You got to start thinking about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to take your schoolwork serious. You got to get involved in activities, be well rounded. And I'll tell you what, it's not just the school, but it's the follow on career. Yeah. So 
Um, nothing better than serving your country. Fourteen hundred ninety-nine three. You're getting the four one one with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins, powered by Barry Lawfer on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three KLIF. All right, uh, Jacob Meyer. Thank you for coming in and drive time, Lincoln. Yeah, thank you. I wish you the best. You can always call the commander for useless advice, <laughs> and I will get you hooked up with some Marines and some other folks, just so you have a little network back here of guys that have done it. Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. Keep us posted, too, would you? Yeah, we will do, for sure. I mean, you're the future of our defense, and so guys like me can come here and run my mouth on free opinions <laughs> now that uh, now that I'm a free man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, well, you know, speaking of that, in order to give an opinion and 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 get them from other people, you have to be able to hear. And so you need to give uh, my friends at Christensen Hearing Analytics a call. Roy and his team have been in practice for 26 years. Their clinic's been open since 2008. Listen, hearing goes at the weirdest time, usually by age, but a lot of us, it goes because of incidents. It goes because of where we work and the noise around it, and you just can't communicate. And it's frustrating on both sides. I'm sure it is for the people that are having a hard time hearing, but also for the people that you know, are communicating with you. So get your quality of life back. Give Roy and his team at Christensen and Hearing Analytics a call, 402-489-3450. The other thing, if you'll remember, I quickly want to talk about this. I thought it was interesting with the Kyle Rittenhouse case, and now, of course, he's given some interviews. And listen, that poor young man is being treated like crap to a degree. And what I mean is, as I said, before even knowing, you know, the verdict and stuff, he seemed like a very young little bit naive, little bit idealistic kid. And I don't mean those in a negative way. I mean that there's a lot of reasons a guy like me who's highly trained wouldn't go out and stand in there because I've got family, I've got things to do. But in fact, it was his right to do that. And when it's all said and done, you see that he essentially you know, does what he has to do in a self-defense case and that our law worked. And that's why we had John Barry on yesterday to explain it. So listen... John Barry and his team at Barry Law, they're experts in criminal defense, personal injury, and military law, veterans affairs. It's hard to fight back by yourself. So give them a call at 402-704-8147. Let them have a team of people that understand the Constitution and understand your rights help you fight back. 1499.3.